48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. The founder of one of Hong Kong's leading estate agencies says he expects at least a 15% fall in local property prices. On the mainland, Guangzhou reportedly allows property developers to cut prices by up to 20%. And a trade representative says he expects other catering firms to go under like Crostini Bakery as landlords claw back rent. The founder of Centerline says he expects at least a 15% fall in local property prices over the next 12 months due to higher interest rates. The US Federal Reserve looks set to increase rates again next week to damp down inflation, while in Hong Kong, one-month high bore, a key mortgage rate, is already at a 29-month high. Shi Wingqing, who is also the chief executive of Centerline Group, was speaking to Peter Lewis on RTHK's Money Talk programme. It depends on how the government is going to react. Uh, at this moment, I think the correction uh, will be uh, more than 15% at least. 15%? Over, over what sort of period? Over the next, what, six months or so? Mm-hmm. Or year? Uh, uh, over the next year. Mr Xi called on the government to reconsider its property market calling measures like stamp duty to prevent a sharp downturn. I think the government shall understand the uh, market has changed uh, because a lot of policy in the past trying to block the capital entering into the market. We have very high stamp duty, so not only the speculator are uh, not allowed to go into the market, but even investors, especially the foreign investors, are brought from the market. Mm. Uh, but uh, this is necessarily when the market is booming and the government do not like to see the price to go up. But sometimes when the market enters into depression, even the users are not willing to enter into the market. So... Uh, In this kind of situation, you need even the speculative capital to enter into the market so the correction will not be so radical. Financial news outlet Yitai says the city of Guangzhou will allow property developers to reduce sale prices of homes by as much as 20% compared to 6% previously. Such a move would be the biggest cut allowed by a top-tier mainland city. Local authorities regulate financial price floors and caps for sales to avoid sharp fluctuations. Most cities set a floor of around 6% for cuts in sale prices. A catering representative says there may be more closures in his sector after the abrupt folding of bakery chain Crostini this week. Simon Wong says as far as he knows, last month landlords asked for outstanding rent for more than half of Hong Kong's eateries, or around 8,000 of them. That's because a government scheme that suspended rent payments for three months ended in July. Mr Wong says eateries are in a dire situation as Hong Kong can only rely on local consumption because of COVID border restrictions. Hong Kong at this moment looks like we are in an isolated island. We are blocked off from outside. We cannot really welcome travelers from abroad. And because of the social distancing measures, the catering industry has been suffering a lot. In recent days, there are a lot of restaurants encountering difficulties because of the rent being chased after by the landlord. Those tenants still struggling, staying in the business. 
The Consumer Council says over 90% of margarine and spreads it examined contain substances that can cause cancer. Out of 16, sam- out of 16 samples, 15 were found of the carcinogen glycidol, with one earth balance original buttery spread exceeding the EU's maximum level. The Council's chief executive is Gilly Wong. Health safety point of view, the general advice is the less you absorb, the better it is. Everyone has to be mindful about your dietary habit. If you are a really big fan of margarine or spreads and keep eating it all the time with a heavy volume. The Consumer Council also said the wording on almost 90% of food labels it examined was so small even people with normal eyesight might require a magnifying glass. The council examined 55 pre-packaged food items and found the majority had a font size smaller than that recommended by the Centre for Food Safety. In the worst case, a noodle pack nutrition label had characters that were just 0.3 millimetres in height. Gilly Wong again. Packaged product should have legible labels for consumers to refer to. It is required the traders to refer to the trade guidelines on preparation of legible food labels. So it means if the trader commit offence to the trade guidelines, it will be possibly be seen as violating the food and drugs composition and labelling regulations. The Macau government says it has received seven bids for its six casino licenses. Besides the six current operators, GMM Limited, linked to the Malaysian tourism and gambling conglomerate Genting Group, has submitted a bid. The bid opening process will begin tomorrow and the new contracts are set to start next year. President Xi Jinping is in Uzbekistan on the latest leg of his overseas visit, where he'll attend the Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit and meet his Russian counterpart Vladimir Putin to discuss the war in Ukraine and other international and regional topics. President Xi was in Kazakhstan for a state visit yesterday and hailed strong ties between China and the Kazakhs, saying the countries had established a permanent comprehensive strategic partnership to the benefit of both parties. A woman has been arrested in South Korea on suspicion of murder after the remains of two young children were found inside suitcases in New Zealand last month. The bodies were discovered by an unwitting family from Auckland when the contents of a storage unit were sold at an auction for abandoned goods. New Zealand police say they are, they are seeking the 42-year-old suspect's extradition. The World Health Organization says a dramatic drop in the number of new COVID cases means there has never been a better time to end the pandemic. The WHO chief Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus said new cases were now at their lowest since March 2020 when the organization declared the outbreak an international emergency. He said that failure to seize the opportunity would lead to more variants and more deaths. Last week, the number of weekly reported deaths from COVID-19 was the law since March 2020. We have never been in a better position to end the pandemic. We're not there yet, but the end is in sight. Thousands of people have been slowly filing past the coffin of the late Queen Elizabeth II. The Queen's coffin, draped in the royal standard on which her crown, orb and scepter are placed, is lying in the vast medieval Westminster Hall, the oldest part of the Houses of Parliament. The BBC's Laura Trant witnessed her short journey there. The band 
Bands of the Scots Guards and the Grenadier Guards played a series of marches as the procession got underway. A horse-drawn gun carriage took Queen Elizabeth on her final journey from her London home of Buckingham Palace. Following it were King Charles and his sons, along with the late Queen's other three children, who walked behind the coffin to Westminster Hall. There she will lie in state until her funeral at Westminster Abbey on Monday. Many thousands of mourners lined the streets in a sombre mood, occasionally punctuated by ripples of applause, the sound of gun salutes and the toll of Big Ben. A dam in central Ukraine has been badly damaged in an attack by Russian cruise missiles on Kriviri. It's affected the city's water supplies. Video posted online shows water surging from a reservoir into the Inhulitz River. An advisor to the Ukrainian Defence Ministry, Yuri Sak, told the BBC the damage to the dam was considerable. It is leaking at a pace of about 100 cubic metres per second, so it's, it's very significant. And uh, the level of water in the Ingulet River, where that dam is, has actually risen as well very considerably, up to three meters more than normal. Um, Ukrainian services, special services, are doing everything they have to to ensure that the situation is under control. A Ukrainian counteroffensive has also been taking place downstream of Kriviri in the Kherson region. President Biden has announced the first part of a multi-billion dollar federal grant to boost the building of electric vehicle charging stations. The first amount will go to help 35 states. Congress approved nearly $5 billion for grants to build thousands of such stations. Mr Biden also spoke of a dramatic rise in electric car purchases by federal government agencies. The Swedish Prime Minister Magdalena Andersson has announced she will stand down after her centre-left coalition was narrowly edged out by a block of right-wing parties in the country's election. With 99% of the votes counted, the four-party right-wing group looks like getting 176 seats in Parliament to the centre-left's 173. From Stockholm, here's the BBC's Maddie Savage. This is a huge blow to the Social Democrats, who gained votes compared to the last election and remain Sweden's largest party. But here it's block politics that usually decides who gets into power, and the right bloc has scored a razor-thin majority. The anti-immigration Sweden Democrats have become the largest party in their bloc, but their leader doesn't have the support of other parties to take over as Prime Minister. Ulf Christensen from the centre-right moderates does, and he's posted a video saying he's already working to set up a new government. Sport, and we begin with football. Manchester City come from behind to maintain their perfect start in the Champions League. Cancelo, what a ball with the outside of his right foot, and Haaland! Of course Haaland is there! It was half a chance, really, but Erling Haaland, as he always does, has turned it into yet another goal. Erling Haaland scored the winner against his former club Borussia Dortmund to give Manchester City a 2-1 win at the Etihad. Pep Guardiola's side had fallen behind, but he was pleased with the way his players responded. We had a lot of problems to get our rhythm and we were so passive in our transition, our movements to be aggressive. And uh, yeah, we struggled. We were playing uh, a wrong gear in Champions League. Don't, don't wait. Champions League, don't forgive you. And hopefully we can learn the lesson for next Saturday and maybe it's going to help us when we go to Dortmund to play the second leg. 
Graham Potter's first game in charge of Chelsea ended in a one-all draw with Austrian champions RB Salzburg. Raheem Sterling gave Chelsea the lead at Stamford Bridge before Noah Okafor equalised for the visitors. Potter was pleased with his side's performance despite the result. We've only got one point, so we're disappointed with that. But I was very proud of how they how they acted today. It's not been easy for them either, you know, change of coach and all that, you know, all that comes with that. But their response has been brilliant. We can't lie; it's not the position we want to be in, but we have to respond. It's as simple as that. It's going to be a tough group, but um, there's enough quality in the in the team. There's enough quality in the the squad that we can respond, and we have to look forward to those games. AC Milan went top of Group E after beating Dinamo Zagreb 3-1. Chelsea are bottom with just one point from two games. Real Madrid made it two wins out of two by beating RB Leipzig 2-0. Also in Group F, Celtic picked up a point at Ukrainian side Shakhtar Donetsk. The match was played in Warsaw and it ended 1-0. Celtic boss Angie Postacoglu says any, way, any point away from home should be celebrated. You're away from home and, and I know that uh, obviously it's a neutral venue but it's still not your home ground and we, we showed real resilience and mental toughness to just keep playing our football. And, you know, at this level, I think that is that is encouraging and it's it's encouraging for me and I think it'll be encouraging for the players. Um, you know, as I said, everything we get, every goal, every point, every win um, is going to be hard-earned. You know, there's no easy ones at this level and uh, we put everything in there today and uh, we didn't get the three points. Um, if we keep doing that, I think it will give us a chance of you know, being successful in, in every game we play. Rangers' difficult start to the Champions League continued at the hands of Napoli, the Italian side winning 3-0 at Ibrox. In Group A, Paris Saint-Germain and Benfica both have two wins from two games. PSG beat Maccabi Haifa 3-1, while the Portuguese side were 2-1 winners away to Juventus. More details from the BBC's John Bennett. A season which is going from bad to worse for Juventus. Manager Max Allegri had called this a must-win and they made the perfect start with an Arcadius Milik header inside four minutes. But either side of half-time, João Mario scored a penalty and David Neres followed in a rebound. So Benfica extend their run to 12 wins out of 12 in all competitions this season. Meanwhile, PSG was stunned when Maccabi Haifa's Charon Cherry scored their first Champions League goal for 20 years. But Lionel Messi equalised before the break, before teeing up Kylian Mbappe, then Neymar scored late on. Messi's goal means he's the first player in history to score in 18 consecutive Champions League seasons. And now the weather, fine, very dry and very hot in the afternoon, light winds. The outlook, persistently very hot and mainly fine in the next few days and it will be dry during the day, windier midweek next week and there will be a few showers. The temperature right now is 34 degrees, relative humidity 38%. The red fire danger warning is in force as is the very hot weather warning. To end the news, the top stories once again. The founder of one of Hong Kong's leading estate agencies says he expects at least a 15% fall in local property prices. On the mainland, Guangzhou reportedly allows property developers to cut prices by up to 20%. And a trade representative said he expects other catering firms to go under like Crostini Bakery as landlords claw back rent. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
George Fitzgerald and Cold right here on Radio 3. It is 17 minutes past one Thursday afternoon. This is The Brew and in just a few minutes we're nipping off to Singapore to say hello to Chef Neil Tomes. Hey, I think he might be there. What are we doing today, by the way? Well, I want to go through literally from beginning to end of making something like uh, an empanada or something Ooh. like that. All right, then. So even making, so the idea is I just go ahead, I make the pastry, and you can view it all in real time. How many minutes have we got? Well, you got about 20, 25, a bit longer than normal. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Then that's great. But don't be as boring, as, though. You know, Do not be boring. I, I will not be boring. <laughs> all right, back with Neil in a bit. All I can see is the whites of her eyes, and I'll tell you something of another boy. She's wild! 